This is episode 453 of the AWS podcast, released on June 11, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of AWS Launch. I'm Nikki, I'm your host, and today I am joined by Nathan Peck, who is a senior developer advocate here at AWS for the containers team. Nathan, hey, how are you? Doing great. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's, it's been a while since we last chatted. Um, did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so my name is Nathan Peck, and I work as a senior developer advocate in the AWS Container Services organization. I've been at AWS for about four and and a half years now. And prior to that, I was actually an AWS customer for about another four years. So I've been using containers for quite some time and definitely a fan of uh, working with containers in AWS. He's definitely an expert in all things containers. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you launched something. What, uh, what did you launch? I guess it's called ECS Anywhere. Yeah, so our latest launch for ECS is Amazon ECS Anywhere. And what it is, is it's an extension of our existing ECS control plane service to allow it to work with really anywhere. Uh, Over the history of ECS, we've supported a variety of different compute platforms, starting with EC2. Then we added AWS Fargate for people who wanted to run containers without managing their EC2 instances. And then we added Wavelength and Outposts. Well, now with ECS Anywhere, you can bring literally any type of, of... uh, hardware that you might have in your data center, um, at your home with Raspberry Pi cluster. There's a, a wide range of different uh, devices that you can actually add to your ECS cluster as capacity to run your containers. So basically, you can run the the ECS management system on any hardware. Is that basically how I'm, how I'm supposed to understand that? So, so there's actually two parts here. So there is the what we call the control plane, which is what does the management of your containers and your applications. And then there's the capacity. And the capacity is what is like the, the hosting layer that actually runs the containers underneath the hood. So one of the cool things about ECS is that that management layer is fully managed by AWS. You don't have to install software, you don't have to update software in order for that management layer to function. But what you do need to do is provide capacity for the management layer to actually launch applications onto. And we have a wide range, like I said, of different options, starting from Fargate, if you really don't want to have to manage the capacity at all. But if you want the most control over that capacity and you want to actually provide your own physical hardware devices, now with ECS Anywhere, you can provide those physical hardware devices, install an agent on them, and turn them into capacity to run applications using that ECS management API. Okay, so if I install the agent, I get the capacity hosting layer essentially, but do I need to install an agent to get the control plane or how does that work? So if I have a server, you know, and I'm going to set up ECS anywhere, what's my, what are my steps to set up? So yeah, so this is interesting. So interesting comparison. So with a lot of orchestrators, you have to install software to actually have that management control plane. Um, You have to run your own database, perhaps, you know, etcd or something along those lines to keep track of state. And you have to install the software that provides the API that you talk to in order to launch applications. And you also have to do the sort of syncing between um, nodes, like if you have a a control node and then you have 
multiple nodes for redundancy and, and high availability, you have to manage all of that and set all of that up yourself. One of the things that Amazon ECS provided from the beginning is that we do all of that in the cloud for you. The control plane is fully managed by AWS engineers. We do all of the installation, all of the, of the management, patching of that control plane. And all you have to do is run a very light piece of software on your device, which opens a control channel back to the control plane, which is running in the cloud. Got it. So it's so not actually running those management operations on that hardware. It's just calling back to Amazon ECS. Correct. Yeah. And so what that does is it means more of the resources are actually available for your application. You know, you're not burdening down your, your device with we're running a database or running all of this as extra overhead. It's just purely for your application and the very light agent. And what about network bandwidth? The network bandwidth is, is similar to what you would see with other container uh, orchestrators. It's, it's a very light control channel that basically reports down operations like start this container, um, stop this container. And when there is a state change, like a failing health check or the application had crashed, the agent talks back to the control plane and says, you know, the application has stopped and went away, it crashed. What do you want me to do? But also the agent can collect telemetry, so CPU utilization, memory utilization, um, very light stats that you would probably want to collect anyway and send that up. Uh, but once again, uh, the network bandwidth on this is very, very low. Like, And these are things that you wow. would probably want to collect anyway, whether using ECS or any other type of, of system, even self-managed. So it's pretty comparable to what you would, would what you would otherwise do. Okay, so it sounds like it's just like literally a couple steps. Like let's say I'm on-prem, I have to install the capacity agent and I have to install that a light layer of software that you just mentioned that communicates with the control plane. But beyond those two pieces of software, that's it. What else is what else do I need to do to set up ECS anywhere besides just set up my, you know, ECS project with my containers? Yeah, so that's one of the things I, I really love about uh, ECS anywhere is how easy it is to set up. Basically all I have to do is go to the console and click this button that says register external instances. And when I click that it gives me a curl command to run uh, that basically downloads a little script and runs yep. that script on the instance. And what it does is it examines some stuff about the hardware architecture as an Intel machine. Or like the arm. capacity? Yeah, uh, well, the capacity comes in a little bit later. Uh, the first thing it does is it needs to actually install the agent. So it goes out to a package manager and pulls in two agents it installs. The first one is systems manager fleet manager agent. And the second one is ECS agent. So the fleet manager agent is actually super awesome. It's one of the things I love about ECS Anywhere. And what it does is it allows you to centrally manage all your hardware devices inside of fleet manager and give them capabilities that you would otherwise only get on EC2. So one of those capabilities is wow. the ability to have an, an IAM role. And yeah. so IAM role, it, for people who may not be familiar uh, listeners, is what allows you to actually talk to other AWS services in a, in a secure manner. It gives you the credentials you need to actually call the AWS API. And so normally, you know, if you're on your dev laptop, you would probably get some static credentials or something along those lines right. from the IAM console. But those static credentials aren't necessarily super secure. Like they could get leaked, they could get lost. So with an IAM role, it gets automatically rotated. And so the the... SSM fleet manager agent is giving your hardware, custom hardware device, 
the capability to have an IAM role as if it was an EC2 instance inside the AWS data center. So the script is first installing this fleet manager, and then you said it also installs the ECS yeah. agent. Yeah, so once, so once the fleet manager installation is, is activated, that's what gives that custom piece of hardware that you provided capabilities as if it was an EC2 instance. Amazing. And one of those capabilities, as I said, is the ability to talk to an AWS API. Well, ECS is an AWS API. So with the ECS agent and this IAM role, now it has the capability to connect back to the ECS control plane and say, hey, I am a Raspberry Pi with you know four CPU cores and eight gigabytes of memory, and I'm ready to do work. And so then the ECS control plane says, I have work for you to do. And here, launch this container. <laughs> awesome. That is so <laughs> yeah. cool. And so the curl, when you run the curl script also, it automatically like provisions some IIM role and starts up that process so that when you call that from that device, it knows that it's authorized instantly, basically, to even set yeah, up so IIM that, to be able to do all that. So that's part of the fleet manager activation. So when you set up a fleet manager activation, it gives you a, a, a secret activation code. And that code is valid to give a particular device or a particular number of devices that IAM role and that uh, capability for a certain period of time. And so, so what you do is uh, you take the activation code and plug it in when you're installing the, the fleet manager agent. And that allows it to go out there and get a custom key for that instance and custom credentials for that particular instance from that point forward. Wow, that is so cool. I love that that all just like happens for me and all I had to do was like run a curl script. Yeah, it literally is. It literally is one command that you run, and uh, even on a fairly low power device, you know, it completed in in under a minute. And I saw my my Raspberry Pi show up there as instances under on the ECS console, and it was like a magical moment for me. Like this is a physical hardware device that I have right here on my desk, and it is also capacity that I can use from the AWS console. It it really feels magical. How long did it take? Like how long does that script run for? Oh, like I said, it was it was is like under a minute. Oh my! Um, so, oh my! Yeah. That's magical. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. expecting you yeah. to say like at least five minutes or like one minute, like <laughs> under a minute. Well, well. So th- all of this was actually imaging the Raspberry Pi device and installing Ubuntu on it, wow. and then installing every single Ubuntu security update. That took like thirty minutes, and then after that, it only took less than one minute to, from that point forward to say, okay, now it's an ECS device that is insanely cool um so <laughs> you mentioned raspberry pi what what are the other platforms and operating systems that you can use ecs on like does it matter is it just anything or are there some kind of constraints so so we've tested on a wide range of different devices intel arm a bunch of different operating systems obviously we want this to support as many device and operating systems as possible so if you run into a particular combo that doesn't work for you let us know. And I've already started to get like a flood of different people coming in asking about things. Somebody was asking, uh, can I use ECS anywhere and install the agent on a snowball edge device? <laughs> so, so like there's, there's, there's so much interest in it. And people are saying like, you know, I've got, I've got it running up in my attic now. Um, you know, I, I got this device that I have an old rack and I'm going to turn it into an ECS cluster. So so, so far, I've seen a bunch of people trying a bunch of different hardware and, and different combinations. I'm sure there's even more to come over the next few weeks. That's amazing. Some of these sound like 
like pet projects, but really, really fun pet projects just for oh, the yeah. sake well, of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's how everything starts out, you know, as a, as a pet project. And then from there, the pet project turns into, wow, I could actually use this for something very useful. It's <laughs> awesome. So um, did you see any actual customers uh, attempting to use ECS anywhere from on-prem or like handling specific customer use cases that you might want to share? Um, yeah, so the general availability announcement has the list, and let me refer to that uh, really quickly. Oh, yeah, and, and to answer your, your previous question also, I, I found the list uh, of the architectures that are supported. So we've tested across uh, CentOS, uh, Fedora, Ubuntu, Debian, uh, SUS, a wide range of different things. So there's a bunch of different partners that we're launching with, such as like Datadog, so this is one of the things I really love about this feature, like from right away from the launch, some of the services like Datadog actually have support for Amazon ECS Anywhere and gathering the metrics and stats from your wow. from your machine. We got uh, Pulumi, Sysdig, Pulumi. Aqua. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Pulumi. It's, uh, the infrastructure code is, is amazing. Uh, but But yeah, so there are a bunch of different customers who have reached out interested in using ECS anywhere. And like I said, there's a, there's a range of them. Some people want to manage their servers in their data center. Some people want to manage uh, just like basically IOT devices, like, you know, cash registers and, wow. and, 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 you know, weird stuff like that, you know? Um, so I want to hear about you know, those any, weird any use cases. Thing. Like those sound interesting, like cash registers. Yeah. People are going to run yeah, containers on cash registers. You'd be surprised how many different devices are actually running containers now because people recognize that it's easier to package up your software and turn it into a container. And then if you do need to actually update that software across a fleet of devices, well, now you have a mechanism with ECS Anywhere to connect to all of those devices and say, here's a new container I'd like you to, to run. So a lot of uh, possibilities. Any any interesting use cases that come to mind besides cash registers? Because now I'm like really intrigued. <laughs> well, I I I I don't have these uh, personally, unfortunately. Like I I don't actually have the devices other than my Raspberry Pis. Um, but yeah, I mean I've heard of of restaurants running uh, con uh, containers that they want to manage. You know, <laughs> wow. wide wide range of different industry verticals actually use containers now to package and deliver that that infrastructure and the ability to monitor it all centrally is going to be one of the key things that people like about about ECS anywhere um, you can restart that software you can update it you can collect telemetry from it uh, wherever it, it, it is running what are the what are the key benefits of ECS anywhere besides the the obvious benefit of just being able to run ECS anywhere? Like what else, what else um, is included that, you know, it's obviously really easy to set up. I'm, I can run it on any hardware. Is there anything else additional that, you know, is a benefit to a customer? Yeah. So one of my favorite uh, features is the fact that it's built on top of uh, Fleet Manager and Fleet Manager has the ability to actually connect to a device that is in the managed fleet. And what that allows you to do is even if that device does not have a public IP address, doesn't have any, as long as it has internet access, when you install that fleet manager, systems manager agent on the machine, it opens a control channel back to the control plane. And that control channel 
because it's open from the device to the control plane, the control plane can talk back over that control channel to the device. And so one of the things you can do is you can actually get a... Yeah, yeah. You can get a shell. You can look at the file system. You can run commands on the fleet. And basically, this allows you to do the equivalent of SSH, even though these devices don't have a public IP address. So for my Raspberry Pi cluster, for example, it's on my home network. My home network does not have port forwarding enabled. You know, if you try to hit my home IP address, you're just going to be like rejected. (laughs) I'm only allowing, you know, outside, you know, traffic to go out of my network, but not in because I don't want people, you know, DDoSing my network. Right. And so because of that, if I do have these Raspberry Pis here on my desk, I won't be able to SSH into them ordinarily if I'm on the road. But with Systems Manager, what I can do is connect back over that control channel from anywhere. I'm on the road, um, just at a coffee shop somewhere, and I want to connect back to my Raspberry Pi instance. I go to the ADBus console, and there's actually a button that just says Connect uh, wow. Session. And then you could just and run commands on your Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually right there built into the browser, too, so I don't even have to open a terminal. So uh, it's creating right like a private page. SSH tunnel almost with the, with the yeah. hardware. Yeah, so it's a so it's a private tunnel protected by uh, ABS key management uh, service that goes back over the control channel down to the hardware and allows me to run any of the commands that I would normally run. So that is a huge benefit for fleet control, especially when you don't want to expose your devices, you know, publicly and to exactly. inbound traffic. Exactly. That that's exactly right. Anytime these devices are exposed publicly, there's a chance that somebody will hit their IP address, find a vulnerability, and be able to to hack into that device. With this approach, the device initiates the connection up to the cloud. And so that that single connection exists up to the cloud. We can communicate back down over it uh, securely uh, with encryption and and everything you would normally expect. Makes the developers' lives easier. It makes it more secure, but then it makes our lives actually easier, you know, because in the long run, we have no no difficulty actually running commands on that fleet. That's correct. Yep. That's super cool. So what is the pricing? Yeah, it's really been a very fun... Okay, so pricing, pricing time. So uh, the pricing, you should look up the exact dollar amount on the AWS pricing webpage, but pricing calculator, you would estimate around $7 per month per managed instance. And so it is actually per instance. So if you think about it, if you really want to optimize your costs, you could launch one really large server that has a lot of CPU and core, and you can run a lot of ECS tasks on that hardware that you own. And it would cost a flat fee of around $7 uh, per month. Wow. Conversely, if you have one really tiny device like a Raspberry Pi, it will also cost $7 a month. It's based purely on the hours, or rather it's built uh, minute, minute granularity that the uh, device is connected to Fleet Manager and controlled by, uh, by ECS. Uh, no matter how much work actually gets done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, totally. really affordable for like the power yeah. of this. Particularly if you're using a, a very large uh, server that could be running a lot of different uh, container workloads uh, on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You're, you're basically, it's like per... So you're one, one device and then $7 a month, but you can run as many containers as you want on it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything else I, we forgot to talk about when it comes to ECS Anywhere that you want to tell our listeners about? 
Um, I think that we have covered almost everything that I wanted to cover. I do want to say, you know, go ahead and, and try it out with your device. Uh, let us know if there's a device that you would like us to support that we don't have good documentation for, if there's a feature that you'd like us to add. We do have a public container roadmap for all of our container services, including ECS and ECS Anywhere. We're very responsive uh, to those issues on the public roadmap. So we're looking forward, as always, to feedback from you who use the system. Seriously awesome launch. Uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they do have feedback or encounter a platform that isn't working for some reason? Yeah, so you can reach out to me uh, using Twitter at Nathan K. Peck, or you can actually email me at P-E-C-K-N at Amazon.com. Wow. Quite daring. He just gave you all his email <laughs> address. <laughs> uh, so yeah, feel free to send him an email or reach out to him on Twitter. You guys know where to find me. I'm on Twitter. My handle is knee like your knee and a key 23. That's K-N-E-E-K-E-Y 23. Always love to hear your feedback on the podcast or really anything about AWS. So please definitely DM us if you have feedback for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Nathan, thank you so much for joining me again. This was an awesome launch. Can't wait to get my hands on it. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Until then, keep on building.